Happy Saturday, everybody. Welcome to the smartest guy in the room. And today I want to start off by just saying real quick, you know, it's good to think, right? We all should think before we open our big fat mouths or do anything. But if you do too much thinking and not enough acting, you're just a lazy fuck. Okay. So happy Saturday, Otis. What's up? <laughs> Wait, let me unpack that because it's still early. I'm at it. <laughs> it's still early in the morning. Uh, so... So we should think, but not think too long? Well, I heard somebody say one time, like, you know, think like a man of action and then act like a man of thought. And, I, you know, I said that to what you just said, like, well, that sounds fucking stupid. And the more I thought about it, though, it's like, spend your time sitting around thinking, then get off your ass and go fucking do something. I don't know. Sounded uh, good to me. Yeah, I'm a big uh, believer in getting off your ass and doing shit so right on you look good today did you get out? i mean it's early still did you shower already and i have showered i've been to the dump and before we get into anything i i came up with a new short story i'm gonna write it's called party at the dump because okay. i went to the fucking dump to get rid of a bunch of garbage that was in my truck and at like 705 there was like 20 fucking cars in there and everyone was just i'm like this is like a big fucking party I should have brought beer and hot dogs. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Talking about hot dogs. So I had to make a trip to Buffalo to meet with a, a writer that I'm hoping to work with for my publishing house. And uh, we had a couple beers yesterday. And I hadn't eaten all day. And I was going to meet my daughter and her boyfriend for uh, lunch and or dinner. And we I had... She was doing some stuff, so she was going to make me wait for a couple hours. And I was starving. And you know what I had? I went and had slime dogs, slime yes. on the city line, Texas Red Hots. Uh, and it was the first time I had them in 33 years. No way. And I was super excited. And so I, I went and I, I was at the counter. I told this young girl all about how I grew up there and how I hadn't eaten these in 33 years. And she was just like, yeah, I don't fucking care. <laughs> she, she, was doing, she was doing everything she could not to kill herself at this point. You know? like, but I was like, so Do you want excited. your 33 cents and change, mister? <laughs> but I, I did the same thing the night before, man. I, I realize I'm my father now, you know. I, was, I went to Wegmans and I was... Wegmans is this massive supermarket for those who don't uh, have Wegmans in their area. And it, they're, they're like shopping. They're like the shopping mall of supermarkets. Best. And uh, I was in the parking lot and I was trying to make my way in. And I was stuck behind this kid who was pushing a long line of carts into the store. And he kept looking behind him to, to like look at me. And I don't know if he was trying to ward me off or wondering if he should let me go ahead. But I said to him. I said, hey, man, don't worry. I said, actually, pushing carts at Wegmans was my very first job of my lifetime. And I said, uh, I said, but the store wasn't where it is now. It was actually across the parking. I'm, so <laughs> I start to, and this kid is just like, shut the fuck up, old man. Seneca Mall used to be there. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just like, yeah, I don't care, man. You're old and irrelevant. <laughs> so I get into the store, and I see, I don't know, there's a, uh, I have a friend in Buffalo that I used to work, I met her working at Wegmans, and uh, I'm still ashamed of myself for telling this kid this story, but 
So I get my cart and I'm in the uh, I'm in this aisle because I'm thinking of getting sushi. They have pretty good sushi there, and uh, there's a, there was a this girl I was friends with who I met while we both worked at Wegmans 36 years ago. Haven't seen her in 36 years. Saw her at Wegmans. We talked for like 45 minutes, and we're like funny meeting each other here of all places. So I told her the story about the kid pushing the carts. She's like, we're pathetic. <laughs> hey, uh, lower or raise your camera. I'm only getting like your eyes. I want to see the rest of that beautiful head of yours. There it is. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's like the boss story, the Bruce Springsteen uh, glory days. Boring <laughs> stories of, and they're not even glory days. They're just stupid days. <laughs> yeah. Half of them are drunk days. If I was eating slime dogs... Uh, Back in the day, there's a good chance I had been drinking pretty heavily before I was eating the slime dogs, which I did yesterday. So, history one question: itself. Did yeah. you get a stomachache from them? No, man, I felt like Superman. Last time I was in Buffalo, I had slime, but we got it was me and all my brothers and whatnot. So we got like massive amounts of them and fries with sauce. I woke up the next day. I thought I wanted someone just to kill me. <laughs> well, if you're eating the slime dogs, you don't really need the slime on top of the fries, too. That's blasphemy. <laughs> it is blasphemy. It's like getting a, going to Rochester and getting a Nick Tahu's garbage plate without the fucking sauce. Come on. You know, a friend of mine was going to Rochester this weekend to take her son to a lacrosse tournament and she put on social media, uh, she solicited some food ideas, and I suggested Nick Tahoe's garbage plate. Yeah. yeah. Of course, her son is like 14, and I'm like, garbage plates, you know, in fairness, they're only good with about 53 beers ahead at a time. That's true. You forget <laughs> that. Like, this yeah. only is good if I'm already way drunk. Very good words to live by, Matt. And then, so bring us to our topic, if you would. I forgot what it was. Uh, I don't remember. Something not, about what? You were, no. you wanted to explore hypocrisy. Well, as it relates to ourselves and humanity, yeah? I think that's what we talked about. Um, sure, why not? I mean, here's what I'm thinking. When I was a kid, you know, I remember vividly, my dad, like, sitting at our kitchen table. Here, are you looking at me? Pretend yep. this is a beer bottle. And you go, hey. And he'd, like, snap at me. And he'd just go, go get me one. And he'd do that. Or then he'd go, hey, while you're out there, go into my truck and get my a pack of smokes. So then he'd have a smoke and his beer. And he'd be like, now remember, don't ever drink or smoke. Uh, not very good for you. <laughs> and I remember thinking, that motherfucker's a hypocrite. <laughs> so what do you think of that what do i think of what i mean uh, i mean well fast forward to i'm an adult and you know my kid saw me drinking one time and i'm like quinn you should never drink blah 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 and he called he called me with those dad you're a hypocrite you tell me to do stuff and you don't even walk your own talk so how'd and you like, feel about that well i felt awful I felt, uh... Did you really? Yeah, I just felt stupid. I did. Guilty. Something. Okay, I'm going to tell you how I feel about that. 
And I'm going to tell you about how I feel about hypocrisy as it relates to parenthood. Because I think if you're not a hypocrite as a parent, then you're not doing your job. You know, I, and here's why. It, my, I, I got into a discussion once about uh, drugs with my kids. And, uh, you know, I imagine it was the, you know, don't do drugs, kids, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, and you know, my daughter, both my kids knew that I, you know, got in a lot of trouble growing up and blah, blah, blah. And my daughter called me out and said, oh, dad, don't give me this bullshit. I know you're a bad kid. You, I know. And I know your drug use went way beyond pot, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, she, so she said, you're a hypocrite. And she goes, you won't tell me the truth. And my attitude was, listen, little girl, I'm your father. I don't owe you the truth. I, all I owe you is, you know, watching out for your back. That's all that I owe you. Raising you the right way and protecting you and making sure you're okay. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I don't sure. owe her the truth. And I think if you're a hypocrite... Yeah, you're a pretty good parent, probably, <laughs> because you're learning from you. You you learn from your mistakes, no doubt. You know. I get that, and I uh, I'm gonna next time I talk to my kids, I'm probably gonna use some of your. I'm gonna say, listen, motherfucker. <laughs> <No>, <laughs> <laughs> listen, motherfucker, don't swear. <laughs> well, I will just as a parting shot to that, and then we can move to the next thing. Um, you know, my wife asked me one time. She's like, can you not? use all those words in front of like Quinn and, and Claire. And so, I go, they're going to hear them out on the street. So they might as well hear them properly from their father first. <laughs> you know, there's some logic to that because I think the minute you let your kids out of the house, uh, especially to go to school or, you know, I mean, they're, I, my son my, I think my son, he came home from elementary school, his in, and he was in first grade, and he asked me what what a gangbang blowjob was. <laughs> and you have I to said, look that up. <laughs> and and I said I said what I said well, I'm like where where did you get this? And he's like someone wrote it on the slide. <laughs> so you know I mean you're right you know that now does that mean that we should be saying these words in front of our kids? Probably not, but uh, uh, y you know y it's impossible to protect your kids from everything, uh, especially language. Uh, the minute they enter the real world, they're going to hear it, and you know they're going to be curious about it. So, yeah, yeah, protecting kids. No, I like your point. And I just want to like make sure I understood it. But protecting your kids in the long run. Is actually doing more damage than it is good. Is that right? Is that right? Would you say that's right? Uh, that's an interesting. Uh, being overprotective, or I don't oh know. yeah, I mean, be, there's. I always said, especially with raising. I don't know where your daughter is in her development yet with friends, but uh, you know, I found <laughs> girls can be awful to each other. Absolutely yep. awful. There's a all girls are going to experience that mean girl stuff. And, you know, my daughter went through it. And what surprised me so a, a lot was not the way the girls were to each other, but the way mothers got involved in their girls' fights. 
Oh, wow. I was shocked. And I just said to my <clears throat> wife, I said, there's a, I said, being involved with your kids is a good thing. Being too involved with your kids is a bad thing. So, yeah. you know, that's that it goes to that whole helicopter hovering parent. Uh, so yeah, you're right. I, you protect your kids, but you give them enough freedom to learn on their own. Like, you know, it goes back to what I, I said, you know, I raised my kids with, an, I gave them enough rope to let them hang themselves so they could learn, you know, but I, 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 but, I but I didn't tell, it's not like I didn't tell them the dangers of, of the rope, you know, I mean, I did. So, you know, well, and this is deeper. So to the, my next level, which is just, but, I don't want to, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to interrupt you. But that's, my, my point is I didn't give a shit if my kids called me a hypocrite. If they did, I, I kind of patted myself on the back. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got over it. Um, I, just, I just remember the first couple times. But see, it's the birth of these things. I'm always curious um, of where they come from. But life itself, like we talked about being in a labyrinth and all these smart philosopher people that talk about. I mean, we are born in this fucking world and we are hit immediately with mixed messaging at best everywhere we turn. So it's like... To not be a hypocrite would to almost say you're not even really fucking living. You're just like an NPC. You know what that is, right? And should I explain it for the team out there? Usually so, explain it for the team and me. Oh, well, an NPC for everybody is a non-player character. Uh, it emanates from the world of video games where, you know, like in Jumanji where they're walking around and the, the one guy keeps saying the same thing over and over because that's all he's programmed to say. <laughs> Yeah. So a non-player character has actually entered the world of like politics and media where it, you know, the talking points. And, and again, it could be far right, white supremacists. It could be somebody else on the left. But it's like, no, you're not speaking from your mind. You're just repeating, you know, what you've been told to say because you're a programmed fucking animated piece of flesh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm which is my problem with what we were talking about last week and talk radio and people just saying what they're programmed to say. But uh, I, 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 I'm fascinated with the concept of you playing video games in Jumanji. <laughs> oh, I just watched Jumanji for like the 10th time with my kids. I've never seen that. Uh, and I'm talking about the one with the rock. So I've seen them all, right? I saw oh, the old God. one with Robin Williams. Yeah, my kids like it, so I like it. I'm the one person on the planet that was not a Robin Williams fan. And... Uh, uh, so I wouldn't watch the original Jumanji. Oh, you too? No, no, no. I'm going to tell you, but there's a person that you hate, or I don't know if you hate them, but he fucking hates Robin Williams. Greg Gutfeld. Uh, <laughs> you know, know, sorry. <laughs> well, the thing with Greg Gutfeld is, you know, he kind of comes from the same, he's into the, he's into a lot of the culture that I'm into. So I bet I would find a lot of common ground with him. I just don't like his delivery, but, uh, uh, and, you know, I, I question what he really believes. I think he's, my personal opinion is he's, he forms his, uh, opinions to be entertaining, but that coincide with the Fox viewership. But I think him and I would probably come to agreement on a lot of things. He, I think he doesn't give a shit. And yeah. he, to your point, he's, you know, we have the saying in sales. Show me how a guy gets compensated, and I'll show you what he what he thinks and says. And you can expand that to the whole world of us, right? 
see how you're paid and we'll see how you act. Um, he's paid to get on there and fucking spew Fox News talking points. And I, I think, you know, I've listened to him be funny and some of his shit. And, and again, it's like anybody you listen to him long enough. Uh, what is that? Something breeds contempt. Familiarity breeds contempt. The longer you get to know someone, you'll be like, hey, he's just an asshole. <laughs> so like the longer you look at them. Go ahead. Sorry. He's got a pretty good taste in music. So we'd probably bond over that kind of stuff. I don't Every think he's. I, yeah. I mean, I don't I think he sits it. around and listens to the Eagles. No, he hates the Eagles. Good for him. He, uh, no, but he's interviewed, uh, like weird people from all those bands that you like. And he's a huge Clash fan. He had some guy from The Clash on his... He has a podcast called The One. Uh-huh. Pretty good. He had this dude on from The Clash. Not, you know, I don't know who. Um, but he was saying how you 2 ripped off The Clash with their sound. And they had this whole conversation about it. I'm like, I wonder if Otis knows this. I just kept coming back to you. I'm like, wonder what Otis would say about that. So, I don't know. You should I'll listen. Check it, it out. I'll have to check just, it out. You know, everyone has given me these podcasts to listen to, and uh, uh, yeah, I try to always honor their. You know, if they're nice enough to send me their podcast suggestions, that means they were thinking of me, and so I, I always try to make it a point to listen to what everyone sends me, and it's every, it's pr- pretty varied. Everything from Jordan Peterson podcasts to uh, music podcasts. I make a lot of trips in between Albany and Buffalo, and I, I'm start, I, I'm getting so many that I can't fit them all in. So I listen to them while I'm working out too. And let me tell you, le- doing deadlifts to Jordan Peterson is dangerous. <laughs> some, some of his podcasts, my, I, I really like his podcast, but Jesus, they go too long. Two and a half hours is. Yeah, I went and saw him speak uh, live in Richmond, Virginia. And I'm going to say, and I started drinking because I like my, if I drink, it's very few and far between. So a lot of times when I do drink, I overdo it, shockingly. Um, but like we were sitting there and I got like second row seats in Richmond. And um, after about an hour, he just started getting too morose. And I'm like, you know, like I had four Jack and Cokes in me and I'm like, Come on, motherfucker. You know, like, <laughs> like, I want to start partying. And I'm, and he just kept talking and talking. He kept talking about, like, nuclear disaster and all the things he's afraid of and all his fears. And I'm just like, ugh, you know? That, 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 that might have been your fault, though. <laughs> no. I wanted to have fun, baby. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, if he was given a private showing, I guess you would, he would. I mean, you. listen, we're all here to have a good time. And that's, to me, the ultimate hypocrite thing is, we're fucking here, and I don't care if you don't believe in God, you believe in man in the sky, you believe in pizza, spaghetti monster, we're not going anywhere. We're going to be here, and then we just fucking die, right? You said something to me the other day about, like, life is a series of vignettes, and then we fucking die. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I like that. I made it my own. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, speaking of of the media and hypocrisy. The, the, the thing that's, I don't know why this is burning me up lately, but the whole uh, CNN bringing Jeffrey Tubin back. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, now I know masturbation is a thing. I don't, I've never done it. I know everyone else does. No, it's a sin. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? I'm a hypocrite. But uh, 
you know, if you have a network that's going to continually lecture the masses about, you know, privileged white men who, you know, act sexually inappropriate without any type of penalty, and then you bring this, you know, your one of your stars who gets busted masturbating in a Zoom meeting, fire him. You know, if, not that his... Not not even that his act. I mean, his act was bizarre and weird, and but you know, live up to your words. You know, again. Well, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. No, I mean, it just goes back to the. This is, I think, my NPC moment is rules are for thee, not for me. <laughs> I keep hearing that repeated, so now I'm saying it all the time. Yeah. Feels pretty good, <laughs> and I didn't even have to think. I hear that a lot living in Albany because it's a political town. Uh, and, you know, the New York State Legislature is just a cesspool of uh, <laughs> of misconduct and corruption and uh, sexual... Uh, I mean, the, the, the sex stories that come out of that place, the sexual scandals that come out of that place. So I, I hear what that quote you just... Uh, that quote is very a very well-known quote in Albany. Yeah, I mean, the latest, and I, this did, nothing really outrages me because I expect people to do the stupidest things that they can. Um, but that Joy Behar from the fucking View, yeah. she said something about the gay guy, the football dude that came out recently. I don't even know his name and I don't care. Right. But she said she made a really, really, like, I wouldn't make that joke to you. And I say filthy things to you. Right. Especially off camera. <laughs> yes. You guys think we're funny on camera. You should see what we're... Maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> Might get canceled. Uh, but she's really said something about him getting it in the ass or something. Right on daytime TV. And I don't know who the fuck watches that show. I've watched it a couple times and I could Too throw Too many up. people. God. I mean, you know... And Tim Tebow, you know, gets canceled for genuflecting or blessing right. himself. Whatever the fuck he does. You know, I don't know the man. He looks like a nice guy. He's canceled. Joy Behar, she's like, oh, he got it in the ass. Or something. whatever the fuck she said. Uh, you know. she's, she's reprehensible. Yeah. She so really there's is. filthy people. See, that's why you and I should probably run things. But we won't because why? <laughs> why won't we? Even if people said, go put in, be put in charge, like Marcus Aurelius or something. Why wouldn't we? I don't know why we would. I mean, I... Because I'm I fucking lazy. <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't want to run anything. Exactly. Uh, you know, I have enough trouble running my here. own life. I'm not I'm not very good at running my own life. This world would collapse in about four seconds if I was in charge of it. Could you imagine if I was in charge of this world? Holy shit. I I'm, mean, I'd want to be your court jester. Put you <laughs> that way. You want my resume? <laughs> that would be like the only position I would fill. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one. Matt Smith announces his cabinet today. Jerry Dempsey is court jester. Anyone else? Yeah. No. <laughs> and then I would just fire everyone. I'm like, you're all fired. You're on your own. <laughs> Man, I you think the world's fucked up now? I would I would tangle that this fucking world up into a, a pretzel. It'd be awful. I don't know what I'm doing. Pretty sure I would like that world. Yeah. Um it really does bother me though when <clears throat> again I I think the only people who are allowed to be hypocrites are parents and uh, 
no one else. And I, I, it really bothers me when the people in the media and in politics are hypocrites. You know, that's 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 what gets my goat. You know what? I'm going to call you the Does smartest guy in the room today. Go ahead. Does that make me a hypocrite if I... Makes you the smartest guy in the room. No, I, I'm going to reinforce what you just said, even though I'm hearing it for the first time, but in a way you've heard it a million times already. Parents are the only people that deserve to be hypocrites, uh, yeah. or however you said it, because they got to raise these fucking mutant children, right. you know? And you know... Everything devolves into fucking chaos. You give it enough time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you leave a kid. Some kids are good. Uh, like, I was pretty good on my own because I had good imagination. And I like to have fun. You know, two key components of being a good kid. But you put a fucking kid in a classroom and just say, sit there for eight hours and do rote work. It's a wonder more kids aren't fucking doing evil things. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well. That's... That's how I look at it. It's like, and then you, you know, they get, they go all the way through college, get saddled with 50, 60,000 bucks in debt because they've been promised. They get, there's something good for them at the end of the road. And then they end up fucking making lattes at Starbucks and trying to figure out how to pay that student loan off. Yeah, you know, I mean, I don't want to rag on a kid for making lattes at Starbucks. It's an honest job. So, no, I'm, I'm not discrediting that at all. I'm just saying you were promised, like, you're going to make us money, invest in college, come, come to the school, get a degree, and then they get done, and it's like they were hoping for a little more. That's a job to me. Those minimum wage jobs are jobs you do when you're coming up so you can graduate. You know what I mean? I don't think a minimum wage job is supposed to be for a middle-aged person. Right. That's raising four children. And they talk about that all the time. Like, oh, you can't do it. You know, my favorite quote, I'm just going to pull it out of the air, was when the Senate Finance Committee had like Jamie Dimon and all these other banking officials on the fucking stand. And Maxine Waters looks at Jamie Dimon, one of the smartest guys in banking. You can call him a criminal if you like. I don't give a fuck. Um, Okay. That's like your opinion, man. <laughs> um, but she goes, what are you all prepared to do about the student loan? And he goes, crisis. And he's like, we don't do that. Because all those student loans are totally controlled by government lending. And I, I just looked at her. I'm like, how the fuck does she not know that? Like, shouldn't she know that piece of information? Seems pretty vital to me. Yeah. Now... Because you opened this can of worms, I need to comment that I think maybe the biggest hypocrites in the land is the world of higher education. Because if you're, you know, if you're if you're raising your rates at the, at four times the rate of inflation, which is causing so many people, and they don't have to take out these loans, but you know, you're in, it's taught you're brought up in this system where you're like you got to get a higher education you have to go to a great college you know the, i can't understand the rise the exorbitant rise in tuition so if you're if you're trying to if your mission is to prepare young adults to take on the world and then you're having them leave college with a hundred thousand dollars in debt 
And while you're on campus, you're uh, squashing honest and open debate, you know, because of wokeness and political correctness. And you are not preparing anyone for the future. So I would say the university systems are hypocrites. No argument for me on that, big dog. Listen, I've been staring at your T-shirt the whole uh, show. And it's a squirrel playing a banjo on standing on an amplifier. Giant fucking speaker, baby. So you yeah. gotta tell me. You gotta tell me about this. I know you're right. it with squirrels. Well, I have. Um, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. So I have a fascination with squirrels, as the world knows. Um, one of my characters living in my head. I have like seven or eight of them at any given point in time. Is an actual squirrel. Um. Isn't that I, called something? <laughs> yeah. Mental personality <laughs> disorder. Well, see, here's the thing. None of that shit existed until psychology created itself. And it's a whole fucking another uh, quote unquote Ponzi scheme. Uh, you know, well, well, go back to your shirt. I know. Taking me on a tangent, motherfucker. Um, I don't know. I just love squirrels. They are very industrious. They're one of the smartest animals out there. And... When I think about humans, I always see like parts and parcels of animals that relate back to us. Um, you know, because like this whole Nietzsche thing of man being separated from animal makes us better. But in fact, I think that's where one of his major flaws came to is we should look to our animal brethren and probably try to strive to be more like them. Um, and again, squirrels are just fucking cool and I love them. And uh, I learned how to play the banjo because of this squirrel. <laughs> really? Well, I mean, I call him Bill. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you played the banjo. Uh, I played three songs. That's three more than me, man. And I can, do the, I can do some pick and roll kind of stuff. Are squirrels the smartest animals, though? Because I usually... No, no, no. <clears throat> there's like a level, and then there's like the, like the dolphins and the, the ones we know about. Yeah. Um, but they have a level of awareness and they just work their asses off, you know, and that's like yeah. a, a they do work their ass off. They're not lazy. I can tell you that much. No. They're not sitting around going, Hey, bring me some nuts, mother scratcher. <laughs> Try not to swear these days. <laughs> <laughs> After you've dropped about 40 F-bombs this show. No. <laughs> I hey, tell how you're... Oh, go ahead. Dolphins go ahead. are smarter than uh, squirrels. You know, I always see squirrels. I see so many dead squirrels laying all over the road, you know? I always feel bad. I never see a dead dolphin. We get a lot of dead turtles around here, and that makes me even more upset. Really? Yeah, I pulled my car over, and I tried to get this one. It was like a box turtle, and they're pretty snappy. Yeah. And the fucker got my sleeve, and I, like, screamed like a little girl and, like, flung him. <laughs> I, won't I, went, ah! I won't touch turtles, man. They defecate well, all over like, the place. I had them. And I thought, like, I was, in, like, safe. And I'm carrying him, you know, across the road. And all of a sudden, his little head comes out and went, like, wah! And I had a, you know, jacket on. And I was like, fuck! You know, and just, like, threw him. I was like, you son of a bitch. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> I'm going to come and stomp you now. <laughs> They're very dinosaur-like. I love them. They're all over the place here. My daughter is fascinated with them. You know what turtles aren't? They aren't hypocrites. I think you're right. I think you're right. 
Hey, we're about friend. ready to wrap up, buddy. You got anything else you want to add? I'm sorry. Were you going to say no, something? I, I think that's it. I think that's the, I think, you know, I think we should be more like turtles unless, I wonder if turtle parents are hypocrites, though, and if they are, that's okay. All right, I got two things, and then we're going to go. All right. I, would, I liked his quote, so I'm going to give him a shout out. He's probably dead, though. Um, there are two sides to every story, especially if you're a hypocrite. So I don't know. <laughs> I kind of like that. <laughs> Yeah, you want a concise uh, quote by a woman, always look up Dorothy Parker. All right, I'll write that down. I don't know that name, but I will tomorrow. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess in closing, I just want to thank everyone for uh, continually writing, uh, sending in reviews. We appreciate it. And uh, stop by the 1120press.com store and pick yourself up a podcast T-shirt. They're sexy. They really are. I've given them to my kids, and, um, you know, they're doing really well. I don't know. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. Your IQs have shot up. Exactly. All right, buddy. Have a good weekend. Stay free. Bye-bye.